as we close out 2021, looking forward to a great things in 2022, it's always good to understand where we've been, where we're at, and where we're headed. On this edition of End of the Age, we look to the Bible for direction as we analyze past, present, and future prophetic fulfillments. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Dave Robbins with End Time Ministries. Thank you for joining me on this edition of End of the Age. You know, the Bible is the only book that has prophecies written thousands of years ago, which are coming to pass, that have either come to pass or are in the process of occurring right now. I know I've heard about, you know, Nostradamus and all these other uh, different prophets throughout the ages, and they, you know, when you read them, it's really hard to understand, and you know, it just it, nothing really seems to fit. But the Bible is crystal clear on its prophecies and the events. So there have been some that have claimed that the Bible and its prophecies that they're just a fairy tale, and that the second coming of Jesus, oh, that's just a myth. And, you know, citing that they have heard about it all their life and have not seen it occur yet. And so that makes it all just go away, right? And, you know, Peter, he actually told us that these, there would be end time deniers. He said, knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days, ah, there's going to be scoffers. They're going to be walking after their own lust and saying, hey, where's the promise of his coming? For Since the fathers fell asleep, all of our forefathers, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. That's 2 Peter 3, 3 through 4. But Jesus said, and now I have told you before it comes to pass, that when it comes to pass, you might believe. John 14, 29. So, I'm going to go through, I've done this before, but I'm going to go through a timeline today. Because I want to build your faith in the Bible, but also I want to build your faith in the prophecies that we teach are coming in the very near future. We'll see the ongoing fulfillment of many of them throughout 2022. And then it is possible that some of them could, we could see the actual fulfillment of maybe one or two of them next year. So I want you to listen closely to the events on this timeline. I'm going to cover... What, 3,000 years if I have time today on the program? Most of these prophecies have already been fulfilled. And that's one of the things I want you to understand. There's only a few left. Plus, we are continuing to live through many of these prophesied events. I mean, this allows us really to realize that we truly are living in the end time just prior to the second coming of Jesus Christ and the Battle of Armageddon. Now, you say, well, I, um, I, you know... I just can't wrap my head around all this prophecy and, 
you know, it just, it, a lot of it doesn't make sense all the time. And, um, you know, I, and that's one of the, re, that's one of the things we want to do here at End Time Ministries on the end of the age program is to help it to make sense, help you to be able to understand some of these prophecies in the Bible. And that's one of the things I think we've been successful in doing is making the Bible and Bible prophecy understandable. Because the Bible says in many places, you will understand. Let him that hath understanding. So if you, if you don't understand it, I mean, what's the point to it all, right? So it's meant to be understood. Now, past prophetic fulfillments, they leave no doubt that the future prophecies will come to pass just like the foretold events that preceded them. So I'm going to go through a big timeline here, and I want you to follow very closely because I'm, I'm going to move very rapidly. But I'm, as I go through this, I'm going to be building your faith in the Word of God, and you know that when we talk about prophecies that will happen over the next few years, you can say, oh my goodness, look at all the Bible prophecy that's come to pass up to this point, I know the rest of it's got to be true and that it's going to come to pass. So that's my goal today. So let's look at this timeline. You know, although many prophecies were fulfilled prior to the birth of Jesus, the timeline I'm going to go through is going to span events that are foretold to occur from the time of Jesus, the Messiah, all the way to eternity. Some of the prophecies occurred over a long period of time, um, i.e. the forming of a nation. It takes many years, which leaves the actual date of that fulfillment in question. However, for the sake of this discussion we're having today, it, it's not so much the date of the fulfillment that is as important as the actual fulfillment itself. Building your faith in the Word of God. So let's start off with the... Messiah in about 5 to 6 B.C. Isaiah 7.14 says this, and if, if you can get this prophecy and believe it, it's easy to believe the rest of them. Isaiah 7.14 says this, and this was written hundreds and hundreds of years before it was fulfilled. But Isaiah said, Therefore the Lord Himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Emmanuel means what? God with us. This is a prophecy of the coming Messiah. A virgin will conceive a baby and he will be Emmanuel. Well, in Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 through 25, the Bible says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, Joseph her husband, uh, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately, secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary to your wife. For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. This is a God thing. And she will bring forth a son and shall call his name, you, Joseph, shall call his name Jesus. For he shall save his people from his sins. He's going to be the Messiah. 
So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of by the Lord through the prophet Isaiah. Remember Isaiah 7, 14, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Well, then Joseph, being aroused from his sleep, he did as the angel and the Lord commanded him, took to him his wife, and he did not know her till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. It's a fulfillment of prophecy, everybody. The prophecy of the coming Messiah. And so what are we doing? We're talking about prophecies, Bible prophecies fulfilled Building your faith in the Word of God. We'll get to many more on the other side of the break. Get seven deals of Christmas starting now. Do you remember that feeling you had as a kid during the holidays? You were so excited you couldn't sleep. What experience and gifts would you receive this year? The atmosphere at End Time is nearly the same. We're excited these seven deals are available through the end of 2021. Why are we so thrilled? Because we know these resources transform lives. And that's even more fun than Christmas, especially in these tough times. For the remainder of 2021, you can get deals like an End of the Age Plus subscription for $9.87 per month or just $99 per year. Jerusalem Prophecy College enrollment for $35 per course. Or my personal favorite, our brand new package, Irvin's Last Words. This is a five DVD set that includes Irvin's last sermon, conference, TV show, and radio show valued at over $100, but we're going to give it to you free with a donation of any amount. Go to endtime.com slash Christmas to access these exclusive deals through the end of the year. You can also call 800-END-TIME. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online and End of the Age Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the End Time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you and we love you. You know, everyone, I could stop right here with just this one prophecy found in the Bible of Jesus fulfilling the prophecy of the Messiah, every one of them. I mean, this is just one of the many prophecies foretelling the coming of the Messiah, all of which Jesus fulfilled. But I could stop right here and that would be enough for me to say, wow, because there's no other books that you can do that with. Only the Bible. But yet there are some that still say, well, I I just don't know. Well, that's why I'm going to go through many of these. I mean, so with this first one, we know that Jesus was born prior to the death of Herod the king in 4 BC because it was after the birth of Jesus that Herod gave the decree to kill the children of Bethlehem below the age of two. So, all a fulfillment of Bible prophecy. 
Messiah cut off uh, in about 33 to 40 A.D. So according to Daniel, another prophecy. According to Daniel, we know the prophecy of the Messiah. Jesus had to appear and be cut off or crucified would certainly qualify for being cut off, right? Prior to the destruction of Jerusalem in 70 A.D. It's Daniel 9, 25 and 26. Well, Jesus lived and died between approximately um, 6 B.C. and 37 A.D. Nobody knows fully, conclusively when he died. A lot of people say 33 A.D., but the Bible does not tell us that. At one point they told Jesus, well, but you're not yet 50 years old. I know it's traditional that he died at 33, but the Bible does not tell us that conclusively. And so these are all fulfillment of Bible prophecy. Jerusalem and the second temple destroyed 70 A.D. So Daniel 9.26 foretells the destruction of Jerusalem and the temple. History records that the Romans destroyed Jerusalem in 70 A.D. Another fulfillment of Bible prophecy. I'm just going to walk right through these because I'm going to build your faith in the Word of God. Because we get on the radio and television all the time, right in our magazine, that there are several prophecies we're, we're living through right now and watching to occur in the near future. But some people would say, well, I, you know, I just don't know. The thing is, is look at all the prophecies that have occurred just from the birth of Jesus until now. And then to say just the few that are left, I, I don't know about that. No, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wipe all that off. We're going to have a clean slate today. You're going to believe that the ones we talk about that are coming in the future are going to happen after we're finished. So the great falling away about 90 A.D. to about 100 A.D. and and beyond that. So the falling away, the Greek word apostasia, or very important here, a defection from the truth, apostasia. 2 Thessalonians 2, verse 3, the Apostle Paul prophesied a move away from biblical doctrine. Remember, a defection from the truth. He said, for I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves come in, enter in among you, not sparing the flock, not sparing the church. Also of your own selves shall men arise, speaking perverse things, to draw away disciples after them. That's Acts chapter 20, verse 29 through 30. So he's talking about, he's prophesying about the falling away that's coming, a defection away from the truth that the apostles taught. In the post-apostolic age, uh, 90 A.D. to about 140 A.D. And in the age of the uh, Greek apologists, that would, uh, what, 130 A.D. to 180 A.D. A number of groups arose that separated from the mainstream church and it continued on throughout the Dark Ages, though. A defection from the truth, a falling away. Today we're in the Age of Enlightenment. We're coming back into the full truth. I believe we have the full truth. Um... But yet, we're not moving away. Will there be people backslide in the future? Yes, there will be. However, the great falling away, that happened just after the um, Apostle Paul and the other apostles and things died off the scene. And it happened, it continued on throughout the Dark Ages. A Bible prophecy fulfilled. The white horse spirit, 325 A.D. to present. Uh, Revelation 6-2, the spirit of Catholicism, the white horse in the seals. 
And so what happened? What's the fulfillment of that? Well, the Nicene Creed, is a, that's when it's adopted as the universal statement of faith. At the Council of Nicaea in 325 AD, the white horse, the spirit of Catholicism. The green horse spirit, uh, 610 AD to present. Now these are, again, fulfillments of Bible prophecy as we move along. Revelation 6, 8, the spirit of Islamism, the green horse. Uh, Islam began what? Back in 610 AD when the prophet Muhammad supposedly received a uh, his first revelation from the angel Gabriel at the age of 40. From that time onward, Muhammad and his followers spread the teachings of Islam, resulting in millions of adherents. Well, after the Ottoman Empire, the, the last Islamic empire, was defeated in World War I, Islam became a non-factor on the world stage. However, Islamism is now on the rise you can feel it around the world, even here in the United States, right? A fulfillment of Bible prophecy. The Holy Roman Empire, uh, 800 A.D. to 1806 A.D. originally. It's going to be rebirthed in the future, and I'll get there in a moment. But Daniel 2, 33 through 34, and um, verses 41 through 42, the feet of iron mingle with clay. The Holy Roman Empire was birthed in... Back in 800 A.D., on Christmas Day, when Pope Leo III placed a crown on the head of Charlemagne, and he announced, hey, you are now the emperor, the first emperor of the Holy Roman Empire. Not the Roman Empire, two different things, but the Roman Empire. And although many historians uh, pronounce the Holy Roman Empire dead after Napoleon defeated uh, King Francis II in 1806, both European and Vatican officials have never given up on the dream of a holy Roman Empire. And that dream is now being realized. So, um, the, another prophecy, Russia, 1547 A.D. to present, the establishment of a, a, a nation. Daniel 7.5, it's the bear, the nation of Russia, the Russian bear. Um, Ivan IV was crowned Tsar of the Grand Prince of Russia uh, back in January 16, 1547. His reign saw the completion of the construction of a centrally administered Russian state. And of course now, the national animal symbol for Russia, it's the bear. The um, black horse spirit, 1600 A.D. to present. Of course, that's uh, Revelation 6-5, the spirit of capitalism, the black horse. Of course, modern capitalism only fully really emerged in between the, the 16th and 18th centuries in there with the establishment of merchant capitalism. And when the United States was born, of course, we adopted capitalism and free enterprise from the very beginning. We came out from under a, 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 a tyrannical government, King George, And we wanted freedom here. Capitalism, it's the American dream. You work, make a profit, and you know, you can you can have a a, a nice house if you want, property, whatever. It's the American dream here. So, because of the huge success of the United States, many of the world's nations adopted capitalism. However, there are many today, even in the United States, our government trying to implement socialism to control the populace. 
but it's the black horse spirit, capitalism. Uh, Great Britain, 1707 A.D. to present. The Daniel 7.4, it's the lion. Scotland, now you say, well, all these people, they knew they were fulfilling Bible prophecy. I, I highly doubt that. Um, they were simply doing the best they could to create a nation, to come out from under another nation, defeat somebody. I mean, this is how things happened. And so, but they were fulfilling Bible prophecy. You say, well, how, how, do, you, how do we know all this stuff? Because God knows the end from the beginning. He went back and told the writers of the Bible, here's what's going to happen in the future. Write this down. They wrote it down. Now we can look back and say, oh my goodness, look at everything that's happened. These were the fulfillment of Bible prophecy. Um, Scotland ruled from London since 1603. And it was formally joined by England and Wales in 1707 to form the United Kingdom of Great Britain. And then uh, who? What? Ireland was added in 1800 to form the current United Kingdom, of which the capital is London, England. Of course, the national animal symbol of England, the lion, Daniel 7.4. Daniel 7 tells us that these beasts symbolize nations and the leader of those nations. Nations or kingdoms and their leader. Of course, the next one we'll all recognize. The United States of America. That was a fulfillment of Bible prophecy, everybody. The establishment of our nation. So everybody listening to me, if you're here in the United States, I know there's a lot of people all over the world, but if you're here in the United States, you are part of a fulfillment of Bible prophecy. 1776 A.D. to present. Uh, Again, Daniel 7.4, the eagle's wings. Uh, The Declaration of Independence was adopted by the Continental Congress on July 4, 1776. And it announced the separation of the 13 North American British colonies from Great Britain. And that document gave birth to the United States of America. Well, of course, the national animal symbol of the United States of America, the eagle. Daniel 7.4. The lion with eagle's wings. Daniel said, I beheld till the eagle's wings were plucked and made stand upon the feet as a man and a man's heart was given to it. Uncle Sam, we have a heart. We'll go in and destroy nations and then pay to rebuild them. This nation has a heart. Or at least a lot of people in this nation have a heart. But as a rule, the United States does and has for many years. And uh, I'm very thankful for that. And so, very, very important that we understand. Fulfillment of Bible prophecy, one right after another. Um, Germany, 1871. The uh, A.D. to present, Daniel 7, 6, the leopard. You know, although Germany was recognized as a region on February 2nd, 962 A.D., Germany did not uh, become a nation state until January 18th, 1871. And of course, um, Webster's online dictionary with multilingual thesaurus translation, it actually stated, the leopard is, the, is also the unofficial national animal of Germany, replacing the tiger, which is along with the eagle, the national animal symbol of Nazi Germany. Then there's the red horse spirit. 
These are all the first four seals. The white, red, black, and green. The, the horsemen, the, the, the uh, four horsemen of the apocalypse, you've heard them called. Well, the red horse spirit, 1848 A.D. to present. Uh, Revelation 6.4, the spirit of communism. The red spirit in the earth. Red Russia, red Romania, red China. So the Communist Manifesto, written by uh, Karl Marx, uh, with, his, of course, his, the assistance of uh, Frederick Engels, that was published in February 21, 1848. The creation of communism, or the Communist Manifesto. Well, then, um, a world religion. The first big effort, really, 1893... A.D. to present. Uh, it's Revelation 13, 11 through 15, Revelation 17 and 18. In 1893, the first Parliament of World's Religions was held in Chicago. And its, its stated goal was to cultivate harmony among the world's religions and other spiritual communities and to foster their engagement with the world as its guiding institutions to achieve a just, peaceful, and sustainable world. Now, that was well over 100 years ago, you understand. But they were still talking about this sustainable world. Now we have the Sustainable Development Goals, which is a socialistic blueprint of the world government, the United Nations, to govern every person on the planet. These people have known what they were doing for way over 100 years, folks. And since then, there have been many interfaith and ecumenical efforts that have been made to unite the religions of the world. To do what? To support the world governing body that's being established. Now, the first trumpet. I'm walking right along here. Now I'm all the way up to 1914. I went from the Messiah to 1914 now. Uh, first trumpet, World War I. That lasted from 1914 to 1918. Uh, it's Revelation 8, 7. Well, of course, it was called the Great War. It was the first war with over one million, uh, or with well over one million casualties. About 8.2 million dead. And it was also the first time that poison gas, submarines, and aerial bombardment were used during a war. The Great War. 8.2 million dead, folks. Well, then we get to the Holocaust, 1933 to 1945 A.D. That was a fulfillment of Bible prophecy. Ezekiel chapter 37, 1 through 14. Ezekiel's boneyard. I'll hold right here. But think about Ezekiel's boneyard being a fulfillment of Bible prophecy that there are people still alive on the earth that live through that. Holocaust survivors. And so it was was a fulfillment of Bible prophecy written, what, 24, 2500 years ago. Whether it's a global pandemic, threat of war, or floundering economies, end-time events are happening around the world every day. How can you have peace in a world of such great uncertainty? With the End Time Magazine subscription, you can gain a deeper understanding of current events and its prophesied repercussions. End Time Magazine's exclusive content and prophetic insight allows you to understand where we are in the end time. It will give you peace when horrific news and events happen. 
When you subscribe today to End Time Magazine for 12 months for just $19.99, you can have hope for the future because you will understand what the Bible says about the time we are living in. You'll get access to exclusive articles like the Prophesied American-Israeli Alliance, End Time Do's and Don'ts, and Could School Choice Save America? Subscribe for you or a friend right now. Go to endtime.com or call 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-END-TIME. The symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ Part 2. The late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding. Don't miss this special offer. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. So a lot of people don't know this, but the Holocaust, 1933 to 1945, Ezekiel's boneyard. Ezekiel prophesied after receiving a vision of the bodies of millions of Jews killed in the Holocaust that the nation of Israel would live again and become strong. The Lord said, Ezekiel prophesied in this boneyard. He prophesied in a boneyard and they start coming back together. The bones and they start, you know, the ankle bone and you know the song that comes to the leg bone, the leg bone, the hip bone, all that. Well, they all come back together, sinew, muscle, skin, the Lord breathes into them. And the thing is, is that it, the Bible says that it is the whole house of the nation of Israel coming back together. That's a fulfillment of Bible prophecy. One of the most recognizable Bible prophecies since the birth of Jesus Christ. Then the second trumpet. World War II, 1939 to 1945. It's Revelation 8, verse 8 and 9. Of course, World War II, an unprecedented war. 52 million people killed. And it was during that war that the first atomic bomb was created and implemented in a wartime scenario. Horrific. If you've seen pictures of Hiroshima and Nagasaki, it was a fulfillment of Bible prophecy. And why shouldn't it be? An atomic bomb dropped on a city. Horrific. World government, 1945. The, uh, and, and there have been others. Now, the, the, the establishment, uh, you had the League of Nations and different things, but they, now you have the... Uh, so it's Revelation 13, 1 and 2. And throughout time, there have been many empires that have ruled the known world during their era. But the most recent attempt to establish a world government is the United Nations. There was the League of Nations. Now there's the United Nations. The United Nations is the seat of world government in the earth today. Then you have the rebirth of the nation of Israel. Again, 1948. That's um, Isaiah 11, 11 and 12. Um, Ezekiel 36, 24 through 36. Ezekiel 37. Ezekiel 39, 25 and 29. 
So these are just a few of the prophecies foretelling the rebirth of the nation of Israel, which occurred on May 14, 1948, to date. Again, this is probably the greatest and most recognizable fulfillment of prophecy since the birth of Jesus Christ. In, a, in two, what, just about 2,000 years now. Almost coming up to 2,000 years. And so, um, very, very, no, and actually just over 2,000 years. 1948, let's see here. No, just under 2,000 years. Sorry about that. So then the desert would blossom like a rose. 1948 A.D. to present. Isaiah 35, 1. So from rocks and sand, if you've been to Israel, from rocks and sand in 1948 until today, the promised land has truly blossomed like a rose. Until recently, Israel supplied Europe with 40% of its flowers. Uh, my father-in-law, Irvin Baxter, went there. He, he told me, he said, Dave, I went there in 1979, the first time he ever went, and he said it was rocks and sand and sand and rocks and rocks and sand. He said it truly was a desert. But now our guides have told us, uh, these are, both of our guides are very high up in the military, the IDF. They were both Navy SEALs for the IDF. And they told us, they said, and uh, Edo Keenan, <clears throat> he could trace his generation, uh, his family back seven generations in Israel. And he told me, he said, we have, we have planted millions and millions, tens and tens of millions of trees. They have planted whole forests that have grown in his lifetime. And so, and you can go, there's huge forests in Israel today that the Israelis planted that were not there when they were, became a nation in 1948. And so, yes, the desert truly has blossomed like a rose. You can go down in the Jordan Valley and there's peach trees, lemon trees, banana trees, strawberries in the desert, folks. And down in the, by the Dead Sea, they're raising strawberries and pineapples and bananas. It's crazy. It looks like Florida, but it's in the desert. So the desert has blossomed like a rose. The Bible prophesied that thousands of years ago. The Six Days War, 1967 A.D. Zechariah 14, 2 and Revelation 11, 1 and 2. These are prophecies. Prophecies foretell that the Jews will have a presence on the Temple Mount in the end time. Well, after the Six Days War, 1967... Israel liberated the old city and East Jerusalem from Jordanian occupation and that left them in possession of the Temple Mount. Israel will never give that up. They're willing to die before they would ever give it up. Israel's going to re retain control of Jerusalem all the way to the Battle of Armageddon. Well, of course, Israel captures Judea in 1967 as well. That's Zechariah 12, 7, Matthew 24, 15, and 16. So during the Six Days War, Israel took control of the entire area of Judea, the West Bank, and shortly thereafter, Jews began to settle in Judea, and these are the people that Jesus warned to flee during the Great Tribulation. You've seen recently in the news where they want to have 100,000 people living up in the Golan Heights up where they, they had the, the Trump Heights region where they recognized him for recognizing Israel Jerusalem as Israel's capital, moving the embassy there, 
And my, we took our tour groups up there the last time we went and took some pretty good shots up there. So all of this is happening. This is all a fulfillment of Bible prophecy. The third trumpet, uh, Chernobyl nuclear accident back on what? April 26, 1986. Revelation 8, 10 through 11. The Chernobyl nuclear accident occurred, um, what, 86, and then three months later, on July 26, 86, the New York Times published an article titled, The Talk of Moscow, Chernobyl Fallout, Apocalyptic Tale and Fear. Now, this was written from a, a Russian writer who was an atheist, okay? But the article actually stated in the New York Times, and I'm quoting, a prominent Russian writer recently produced a tattered old Bible and with a practiced hand turned to Revelation. Listen, he said, this is incredible. And the third angel sounded, and there fell a great star from heaven. I guess somebody had showed this guy what had happened, what the, the correlation here between the Chernobyl accident and this. But he said, and there fell a great star from heaven, burning as it were a lamp, and as it fell upon the third part of the waters and upon the fountains of the waters... And the name of the star is called Wormwood. And the third part of the waters became Wormwood. And many men died of the waters because they were made bitter. And he says, this is in the, in the New York Times article. In a dictionary, he showed the Ukrainian word for, word for Wormwood. A bitter wild herb used as a tonic in rural Russia. The word Chernobyl. A fulfillment of Bible prophecy 1986, 1989, the fourth trumpet, the Berlin Wall is destroyed. It's Revelation 8, 12. You know, with the third trumpet occurring in 86, the fifth trumpet being fulfilled in, 80, in uh, what, 9091, the fourth trumpet most likely transpired with the tearing down of the Berlin Wall and the acceleration of time at the, at the birth of the, of the uh, process of globalization in 89. Um, in 2009, I found an article that the London School of Economics and Pol- Political Science published an article titled, The Global 89, The Year That Changed the World. And the article states that in, in 1989, that this year may have sped up world historical time, but it marked neither its end nor its beginning. Rather, like the bionic man, the post-1989 era is quicker, stronger, faster, We have seen the acceleration of means of organizing politics, economics, and social life, but not their reformulation. So the speeding up of time, the process of globalization, and with the tearing down of the Berlin Wall, it all ties into the prophecy perfectly. The healing of the deadly wound, 1989. The uh, Revelation 13, 3 and 12. The prophecy of the deadly wound being healed was fulfilled at the tearing down of the Berlin Wall, which had been a wound through the heart of Germany. The Bible says one of the heads on that beast was wounded. The heads represent nations. The four heads of the leopard were Germany. One of the heads was wounded, nine to death. So the Berlin Wall, yes, it had been a wound through the heart of Germany from, what, 61 to 89. And there was an article from Time Magazine on August 31st, 1962. It stated this. 
One, now, this is in 62 again. One year old this month, the wall of shame, as it is often called, cleaves Berlin's war-scarred face like an unhealed wound. Its hideousness offends the eye as its inhumanity hurts the heart. Well, the, when the Berlin Wall came down, that was the healing of the wound in Revelation 13. And the Bible says once that happened, all the world wondered after the beast. Irvin Baxter in 1989, or I'm sorry, 86, published a book that the Berlin Wall was going to be torn down. All of his friends said, Irvin Baxter, you're crazy. Don't publish that in a book. He said, it's in the Bible. God's pushing me to do it. I'm going to do it. In 86, he published in a book, a message for the president. The, the Berlin Wall would be torn down, the symbol of the Cold War. The two Germanys would reunite. That would be the catalyst that would launch us into the New World Order. The book came out. All of his friends thought he was crazy. In Three years later, in 1989, when the Berlin Wall came down, the two Germanys reunited. And 20 days later, George H.W. Bush, John Paul II, and Gorbachev came out of their meetings talking and announcing the birth of the new world order. The Bible says, when the deadly wound was healed, all the world would wonder after the beast. They came out of these meetings talking about the new world order, and there you go. It was the fulfillment of Bible prophecy. That book, A Message for the President in 1986, is what launched End Time Ministries. And here we sit today, and we've been these prophecies have been clipping off this whole time. And it's very important that we understand, folks, where we came from, where we're at, and where we're headed. The Bible provides the answers. That's why it's so important that we understand these things. That's why we talk about it every day. We're living through these things one right after another. How did Irvin Baxter know three years prior to... Actually, he knew years before that, but he never published it in a book. But in 1986, the, the prophetic um, interpretations to things started drying up and God didn't show him anything. And he said, Lord, why aren't you showing me things? You were showing me these things all along, the United States and the Bible and all these different things. And in 1986, it dried up. And uh, my father-in-law said, why'd this dry up? And God said, I'm not going to give you another thing until you publish what I've given you. I didn't give it to you just so you could be smart, in other words. I gave it to you so you could share it and publish it. So he wrote the book in 86 against a lot of peer pressure. And in 89, when it come to pass, boom, End Time Ministries was born. Then we started the magazine in 91 and right on down the line to where here we are today. And man, I'm so thankful um, to be sitting here with you today on the radio going over all these prophecies. I get excited out of my mind because of this stuff because I know where we've been, where we're at and where we're headed. I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began the ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. End Time is a small nonprofit that runs a high-traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. 
We survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. If you only give to one cause per month, please consider partnering with End Time to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. Call us at 1-800-END-TIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner. All right, everybody, let's see how many we can get done before the end of the day. So beyond the tearing down of the Berlin Wall, you had the fifth trumpet, 1990, 1991. Revelation 9, 1 through 11, it's the Iraq war with Saddam Hussein. The Bible says, and they had a king over them, which is the, which is the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name in the Hebrew tongue is Abaddon. But in the Greek tongue hath his name Apollyon. It's Revelation 9-11. So on December 17, 2003, CBS News published an article titled, A Saddam by Any Other Name. I wanted to share with you an excerpt from that article. Former Iraqi, and this is, I'm quoting now, former Iraqi Deputy Prime Minister Tariq Aziz has started calling his youngest son, Uh, his name Saddam, after Iraq's ousted leader by the name Zahur instead. The change puts a somewhat gentler moniker on Aziz's second son. Saddam means crusher or destroyer, while Zahir was the name of the 6th century Arab poet considered the greatest of pre-Islamic times. So what does the Bible say? They had a name over them, uh, Abaddon, and the Greek Apollyon. The destroyer. A fulfillment of Bible prophecy. And then, of course, the rest of prophecy in uh, verses 1 through 11 tells the tale. It was a fulfillment of Bible prophecy. The Iraq War, 1991. The rebirth of the Holy Roman Empire in 2009. Remember I told you that the Holy Roman Empire, the original, was defeated. It went from 800 to 1806. Napoleon defeated King uh, Francis II. The Holy Birth has been the Holy Roman Empire has been reborn in 2009. The prophecies found in Daniel 2:31 through 30 through 45 and Revelation 17:3. The Holy Roman Empire, the union of politics and religion in the end time. So, with the signing of the Lisbon Treaty in a monastery on November 3rd, 2009, it marked the rebirth of the Holy Roman Empire. And this Holy Roman Empire is the entity that will rule the world at the time of the the Antichrist, the false prophet, and all the way until the second coming of Jesus Christ. So look at all of the prophecy. Now, there are others. I could talk about the ongoing fulfillment of many different things. We could go deep into a lot of that. But this is the treetop version of this, folks, And because I'm not going to have much time. But from Jesus... Until now, right here is where we're at on this huge giant timeline. We're here right now. And look at all the prophecy that's been fulfilled. There's only a very, very little left. And so, but, for, but there are people that say, well, I just, you know, I don't know. I mean, here we are 
in 2022. And we can reflect back on everything that's happened from 2,000 years ago to right now and then beyond. Very short window here. What are we looking for? Well, we're watching the ongoing fulfillment of a world government being established. The ongoing fulfillment of a world religion being established. The ongoing uh, precursors to the mark of the beast. You can see them happening in our world right now. Cashless society, uh, digital money, all these different things. People putting chips in their hands in the form of um, uh, vaccine passports and just one thing right after another. Uh, global IDs and social credit, credit scores even happening here in the United States. And so we're watching many ongoing fulfillments of things. What are we watching for next? The Sixth Trumpet War and the Peace Agreement. So the Sixth Trumpet War, Revelation 9, 13 through 16. The scriptures tell us that it's going to begin in the Euphrates River region. One third of the global population is going to be destroyed. There's going to be a 200 million man army that will participate in the war. That war, I'm not telling you that it will. But after all the scenarios that we looked at on yesterday's program with Iran, Russia, China, Japan, the United States, Europe, I mean, everybody that would be tied into all this, Israel, it looks like things are building up for that. Again, could all that go away? I don't think the Iran thing is going to go away, but, uh, but it could happen somewhere else. At this point, I don't know. I just know that look at all these prophecies that have been fulfilled since Jesus was born. The Six Trumpet War and the peace agreement that starts the final seven years. Those are, those are the next two. I do not know which one happens first. The Bible doesn't tell us. They are, I know that I can prove they're the next two on, according to the Bible. I can't prove which one happens first. The peace agreement, Daniel 9, 27, it prophesies, the, the prophecies foretell a peace agreement will mark the beginning of the final seven-year period. And we, we can recognize the peace agreement by many characteristics. The establishment of a Palestinian state in Judea, the West Bank. Jewish settlers will be able, the, they're presently living there. They'll be allowed to live out there in their homes, living as a Jewish minority in that Palestinian state. The Temple Mount will be placed under an internationally supervised sharing arrangement, allowing both Jews and Muslims to worship there. They'll be allowed to build their third temple. Israel will retain control of Jerusalem. So these are characteristics that will be included in this peace agreement that starts the final seven years. So when you see the prophesied peace agreement, then you can know assuredly that the final seven years of the Battle of Armageddon and the second coming of Jesus Christ has begun. Also, coming in the future, the building of a third temple. It's going to be constructed. Second uh, Thessalonians chapter 2, 4, Matthew 24, 15, Revelation 11, 1 and 2. These scriptures leave no doubt that a third Jewish temple will be built on the Temple Mount and all of the instruments needed to facilitate the third temple rituals, they're already complete, including a replica of the Ark of the Covenant. And then sacrifices will be resumed. Daniel 9.27 In order for the sacrifices to be stopped by the Antichrist, they will need to have been started once the temple is built. And again, uh, just what? The, on the 21st, I went and saw a, uh, last week, I think it was last Tuesday or Wednesday, I went and seen a, one of the 
potential red heifers. They have 22 red, or 21 red heifers right now. 21 that have been checked by the rabbis and approved. Now, they would have to make it to just over two years old, two years and a month. But if one of them could potentially make it, they're going to be pushing to resume sacrifices and get the temple built. I promise you. And then uh, the Ten Nation Union formed. Now, these are future prophecies. Remember, right now we're just prior, we've come to the end. The Holy Roman Empire has been reborn. And we're just prior to the Sixth Trumpet War and the Peace Agreement. But in the future, there's going to be a Ten Nation Union formed. Daniel 2.44, Daniel 7.8, Revelation 17.12-14, this Ten Nation, the Ten Kings, Ten Horns, Ten Nation Union. Over the last several years, Europe has proposed a, this two-tiered uh, European Union that would allow select nations to charge full speed ahead into a fully integrated political union and potentially protect the, the Eurosceptics not so willing to yield up all of their sovereignty. Two-tiered. That would allow for a ten-nation union to rise among the current, what are there, 27 members now. And then, of course, the abomination of desolation, halfway through the final seven years. Uh, Daniel 9, 27, Matthew 24, uh, 15, 2 Thessalonians 2, 3 through 4. You know, throughout history, many people from these um, empirical leaders... Two religious overseers have considered themselves to be gods or the Messiah. The Bible prophesies the final global leader on earth, the Antichrist, will stand in the third temple claiming to be a deity for all the people. And that event is the catalyst that launches us into the final three and one half years known as the Great Tribulation. That's when Jesus said uh, the Judeans will have to flee, Matthew 24, 16. Jesus prophesied when the Jewish settlers living in the West Bank witnessed the abomination of desolation, the Antichrist standing in a Jewish temple proclaiming to be God, then they would need to flee. That's also the war, the war in heaven is going to take place three and a half years into that final seven years. Satan's bound to the earth. Uh, Revelation 12, 7 through 13, the war in heaven. Uh, halfway through that final seven year period, war in heaven takes place. Michael and his angels defeat Satan and his angels, and bind them to the earth. The Bible says, woe to the inhabitants of the earth, because Satan comes down into you having great wrath. That great wrath is the great tribulation. Three and one half years. The great tribulation is mentioned many times. Daniel 7.21, Daniel 11.33. Uh, it's in Matthew, several times in Revelation. You have the great tribulation that's mentioned. It lasts three and a half years. At the, and that, the, also during the three and one and a half years, you have the two witnesses. During that final three and one and a half years, you have the, that's when the mark of the beast is doled out. And at the end of that final seven year period, now again, everybody, this is just ahead of us now. This is all that's left. At the end of that final seven year period, you've got the second coming of Jesus Christ and the battle of Armageddon. And in our opinion, that's when the rapture occurs. Matter of fact, I think I can prove that scripturally. Matter of fact, I know I can prove that scripturally. And so the Bible teaches a post-tribulation rapture. The rapture, I'm not going to take time to do it all today, but I can prove the rapture and the second coming are one simultaneous event. 
The Lord gather, comes, sends the angels, gathers the saints to Him. The dead in Christ will rise first. We who are alive and remain, remain will be caught up to meet them in the air. We have the marriage supper of the Lamb in the sky. We go straight to fight with Him on behalf of Israel at the Battle of Armageddon. It's one simultaneous event. And there were gathered from all around the world to have the marriage supper and then go with Him. If you want to read a step-by-step version of that, Revelation 19. It's really easy to understand. And I know some people call it the U-turn and all this other stuff. No, God's got, we've got to end up in Israel. So if I'm in Dallas, Texas, God has to gather me over there. And it's not going to be like um, Abracadabra or beam me up, Scotty. It's not what it's going to be like. The Bible says we will be changed in a moment in a twinkling of an eye. But if you remember when Jesus was caught up in Acts chapter 1, the Bible says they stood and watched him go. That's what it's going to be like when we're taken. We will be changed from mortal to immortal in the twinkling of an eye. But we're going to go to meet him in the sky, have the marriage supper, and then go to fight on behalf of Israel. The Bible says he comes back in the book of Jude with ten thousands of his saints. And we fight on behalf of Israel. Read um, the beginning of the book of Joel chapter 2 about the army where they're thrust through with a sword, but it doesn't hurt them. They keep on going. That's going to be us in our immortal body. So he's got to gather us from all around the earth, have the marriage supper of the Lamb in the sky. We go with him to fight on behalf of Israel at the Battle of Armageddon. That's at the end of the final seven years. Then you have the 1,000-year millennial reign where the saints will rule and reign as kings and priests with him for that 1,000-year period. At the end of that, the great white throne of judgment, and we go off into eternity. Now that's all that's left. What are we looking for? We're preparing for the second coming of Jesus Christ. We're being born again. We're preparing our mind, heart, and spirit. We're living as Christians. We're doing the best we can because the Lord is coming back in the not-too-distant future. Look at all the prophecies that have already happened. Look at the ones that we're living through now and look at just the very few that are left. Folks, we're in the end time and we've got to prepare for the second coming. And we'll do that throughout 2022. God bless. This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries, or if you would like more information, we invite you to call us at 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-363-8463 or visit us online at endtime.com. 